Good afternoon. This is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossin, and I'm here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update. Today is October the 26th. My mission as MLA is to serve you, the people of Cumberland North, to influence public policy and legislation for the greater good, to promote you, the people, and our area, to grow our economy and our GDP, our gross domestic product, to improve our population health and to work towards us having world-class healthcare services. That is my mission and my purpose that I strive to achieve each and every day of the week. Last week, I worked on many issues for you. Some of these issues included EHS, emergency health services, and the problem of the lack of access to ambulances when needed. I also worked on a center for those recovering from addictions to reintegrate back into the workforce, as well as working on a youth center for here in Amherst. Worked on the Forestry and the Biodiversity Act with local foresters. Worked on the Medical Act and the, the issuing of complaints to the Council and the College of Physicians and Surgeons. Worked on the issue of lack of apprenticeship opportunities for students in trades. Also, there is a lack of veterinary services for large animals in the area. Cancer care services continue to be diverted from New Brunswick hospitals once again and are being sent to Halifax and working on that issue. The lack of available housing for people really in all socioeconomic levels, but especially those in the lower uh, and lack of access to affordable housing. The Pugwash Lighthouse and opportunities around developing that at Pugwash Point. Also supporting families within the Department of Community Services. Finding supports for beef farmers through our Department of Agriculture. And the flu vaccine and the issue of lack of access to high dose influenza vaccine here in Nova Scotia. And also working on supporting women in politics to make sure that we get an equal voice at the government table in all three levels of government. I would be pleased to provide uh, more information on any of these topics. If you want to discuss anything with me, please contact me uh, at my office and we can discuss privately. My phone number is 902-661-2288 and my email address is elizabeth.smith-macrossan at novascotia.ca. I'll go into a little bit more detail on a few of these issues. And I'll start with EHS, Emergency Health Services. This is the government, the Nova Scotia government organization that manages our ambulances and paramedics here in Nova Scotia. And they do this through a contract with a private company called Medivive Blue Cross. Medivive has its own division of the company that works for the, the government here in Nova Scotia, and it's called EMC, Emergency Medical Care Incorporated. The facts are this, on a daily basis over the last couple of years, and it certainly has worsened in the last few months, ambulances in Cumberland County, and, and in particular Cumberland North at the Pugwash Base and the Amherst Bases, those are the two that I watch very closely, they often go unstaffed with paramedics and sit empty in the EHS garages, while ambulances that do get staffed are often pulled almost daily into the neighboring counties and pulled out of our Cumberland County. For example, this happened last Monday once again 
where one ambulance sat unstaffed in the garage, while another one of our ambulances was pulled to Tatamagush to serve the people in Colchester, ended up waiting at the Tura Hospital with six other ambulances waiting to offload patients for hours. Meanwhile, our citizens here, our residents of Cumberland North, were went without, including one gentleman you may have um, read in the, in the newspaper or heard in the news. He was awaiting life-saving surgery at the Moncton City Hospital and was unable to go to his surgery that had been booked for a couple of weeks due to a lack of an available ambulance to transport him. And due to his medical condition, he could not be transported by family by car. He needed an ambulance. His surgery got canceled because there was no ambulance to take him. This has happened several times. Most of the time, it does not go public, but I can assure you that this is an ongoing problem. I've been very frustrated as your MLA with situations that I've become aware of where I know that people have been put in life-saving, life-threatening situations and or have not received the proper medical care that they should have because of a, a lack of access to ambulances. So I did send a letter last week to our current Minister of Health, Leo Glavine. Unfortunately, I've not received a response, but I'll just read you a little excerpt from the letter that I sent our, our Minister of Health. I represent the people of Cumberland North and state unequivocally that this is not acceptable and must stop. I communicated concerns in August to the former Minister of Health, Randy DeLore, and I have still yet to receive a response. I am tired of the people of Cumberland North getting shortchanged. The lives of the people in Cumberland are as valuable as the rest of the people in the province, and we should have access to safe and timely health care services, including ambulances. My constituent and his family deserve an apology from EHS and from this government. They also deserve to have his surgery rescheduled as soon as possible. My constituents should have someone from the Nova Scotia Department of Health reach out to his surgeon in Moncton and facilitate the surgery to be rescheduled as soon as possible. The surgeon and his team also deserve an apology for their time being wasted because of mismanagement by our government. I communicated that I would be pleased to sit at a table with EHS and representatives from the Department of Health to work on solutions to improve EHS services for the people of Cumberland North and to ensure the people that I represent here have timely and safe access to EHS services in the future. So I look forward to hearing a response from the Minister of Health on this issue and continue to work with this family and others. On another issue, that I worked on last week in more detail is the high dose flu vaccine. This government continues to only make this vaccine available to those living in long-term care facilities. Now in two other provinces in Canada, specifically PEI and Ontario, the high dose flu vaccine is made available to everyone over the age of 65. I would like to see the same here in Nova Scotia. In research studies, evidence shows that the high-dose influenza vaccine is 24% more effective in those 65 years and older. Because of that evidence, I would like to see all people over the age of 65, not just those living in long-term care facilities, to have access to this high-dose vaccine. In the meantime, I encourage everyone 
to get vaccinated with the standard dose influenza vaccine and get the protection that is available. I have really enjoyed working with my husband, Dr. Marie McCross, in the last two Fridays, providing public flu shot clinics downtown Amherst, and will be offering it once again this Friday at 85 East Victoria Street, and that is the building that Simply for Life is in, and it's right across from Town Hall in downtown Amherst. Feel free to stop in anytime between 10 a.m. and 12 noon, and I would be pleased to give you the flu vaccine, the flu shot. I continue to be licensed as a registered nurse and love having this opportunity to see everyone and help you to prevent getting influenza this flu season. So please stop in if you have not already received your flu vaccine. Housing and affordable housing continues to be an issue for many living here in Cumberland North. It's a problem across all of the province really and because of that my colleague Steve Craig who is MLA for Sackville Cobbequet in the city he is also the housing critic for our PC party he is coming here to Cumberland North and helping me to host a meeting for municipal and federal officials for private sector contractors and all community stakeholders on the topic of housing with the goal to help uh, us find solutions and work towards solutions to ensuring that everyone in, in our area has access to affordable housing and that we make housing more accessible to people in all socioeconomic levels. So that meeting will be held November the 17th at the Credit Union Business Innovation Center. And if you're interested in attending, please just reach out to my office. We're having an afternoon session as well as an evening session. My office number once again is 902 661 Another topic on healthcare professionals is one that I'm working on with a local nurse named Millie McLeod. One of the biggest issues causing challenges in healthcare in all areas is a lack of healthcare professionals, including physicians, nurses, paramedics, lab technicians, and others. And again, one of our local nurses, Millie McLeod, has come to work with me on an initiative to find ways to inspire and empower nurses and CCAs, continuing care assistants here in Cumberland North, with the goal to recruit and retain more nurses and CCAs here. We're holding a public meeting for nurses and CCAs next Monday, November the 7th at 7.30 p.m. to get the ball rolling. So if you happen to know any nurse or CCA that may be interested, please feel free to get them to contact myself or Millie McLeod for more information. Nurses Supporting Nurses and CCAs. This week, I will be hosting PC leader Tim Houston here in Cumberland North on Thursday. I'm looking forward to taking Mr. Houston to some of the physical areas uh, where important work is happening or where important work will be happening in Cumberland North. I'm going to be starting at Beaubassin and ending in Malagash, going from one end of Cumberland right through to the other. We have so much happening here in our area and so much potential. And I really look forward to showing him this firsthand and in person. The legislature, the Nova Scotia legislature, you know my role as your MLA, uh, member of the Legislative Assembly, is to be your voice in a democratic government here in Nova Scotia and specifically to represent your unique concerns here in Cumberland North. We continue to have no sitting of the legislature here in in Nova Scotia, and it makes it difficult to have your concerns addressed. 
Our government consists of three branches, and they are the executive of the government, which, which is often referred to as the cabinet, the judiciary, the judges and, and crown prosecutors, and the legislative branch. Now, he, I want to read a few words that Jim Vibert, um, a journalist, wrote in a recent article. And I want to quote them directly but just because he states it so very accurately. Jim Vibert says, Arguably, the legislative branch of the government is the most vital of the three branches. It has the power of the purse. The executive branch, what we generally and generically refer to as the government, quote-unquote, can't operate without the money that the legislature approves. The legislature also passes laws that the judiciary apply and interpret. And the legislature has other another essential purpose. It holds the it holds the executive branch, the cabinet, accountable for actions in there and lack thereof. And that's the responsibility of the opposition parties. This vital function has been absent from Nova Scotia since March the 10th, which is the date that we last met in the Nova Scotia legislature. In fact, the Nova Scotia legislature has been in session for an embarrassingly scant 13 days in 2020. 30 days notice is required to recall the House. So if a notice came today, the legislature would not reconvene for 30 days. Is It's true that COVID-19 limited the ability of the House to sit, but with schools, businesses, and much of the rest of Nova Scotia open, it's a travesty that the primary political and democratic institution in the province remains locked down. Other legislative bodies across the land have found ways to meet safely during the pandemic, and in most of these other jurisdictions, COVID-19 is much more prevalent than it is here in Nova Scotia. As an MLA, as your representative, I appreciate journalists like Jim Vibert bringing this problem to the public eye. It is not right. This current Liberal government has eroded democracy here in Nova Scotia. Pandemic update. Here in Nova Scotia, we continue to do well during this global pandemic, thanks to you, the people who are following public health measures. Over the weekend, there were three new cases here in Nova Scotia in the Eastern Zone, and in total, we have six active cases in the province. It's my understanding that all cases are related to travel into the Atlantic bubble and that people are self-isolating. We continue to keep a watch on our neighboring province of New Brunswick, whose COVID situation has greatly improved in the last couple of weeks. New Brunswick does have 65 active cases, and they are all up in the most northern area of their province, neighboring Quebec. Our medical officer of health, Dr. Strang, has actually recommended Nova Scotians to limit travel into the northern area of New Brunswick. Halloween is coming this Saturday, and Nova Scotia Public Health have made some recommendations to keep trick-or-treaters safe. They, are, they include don't participate in any Halloween activities or hand out treats if you're feeling unwell or if you have any COVID-19 symptoms or if you're self-isolating. If you do participate in Halloween, make sure your treats are pre-packaged and if you're not participating in trick-or-treating, turn off your lights, take down any decorations and put up a sign indicating that you're not participating in trick-or-treating this year. Hand out treats from your porch, your driveway, front yard or front door if possible. If you can't hand out treats from outside, 
then make sure you clean and disinfect doorbells, handrails, and other door handles often that have one person and have one person from your household giving out the treats. Wash your hands often throughout the evening with soap and water or use hand sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol and don't have children take treats from a self-serve bowl or container. Use tongs or other utensils to hand out treats and, or put them on a table. Make sure you wear a mask when you can't keep a physical distance of two meters or six feet or more from others and don't ask trick-or-treaters to sing or shout for their treats. So I hope everyone can enjoy Halloween under these conditions during this global pandemic. This week, I'd like to extend birthday greetings to today to Patrick Manifold. Patrick, I've worked with him a lot in the last couple of years. He has a business called Nova Social, and he does a lot of incredible great work with media, photography, and I wish Patrick a wonderful birthday today. And also Cheryl McKenzie, who is a registered nurse. She celebrates a birthday today as well. Tomorrow, our Ron Bickle of CFTA celebrates a birthday, as well as Catherine Hunter. So I wish everyone celebrating a birthday this week uh, a wonderful, wonderful birthday celebration. I would like to send my sympathies to anyone who may have lost a loved one recently. And I'd like to mention today sympathies to the family of Bill Macaloni. Also, my sympathies to um, the families of Jake Dow, Jake and Ryan, Jake Dow, very sad. Also, to the families of Raymond Estabrooks and to the families of James Reed Martin. If anyone else has lost a loved one, I also extend my sympathies to you and your family as well. I would like to thank CFTA 107.9 and Mr. Ron Bickle for providing me with this opportunity to provide you with my weekly MLA constituency update for Cumberland North. As I sign off today, I want to leave you with a thought about truth and justice. Justice means being just, equitableness, moral righteousness, and lawfulness. Justice is one of the most important moral values in the spheres of law and politics. I am committed to justice in my role as your MLA and in advocating for the people in that live in my area of representation of Cumberland North. What does justice mean to you? And how do you live it out in your day to day? Do you stand for justice and truth? Or do you sometimes turn a blind eye and avoid addressing an issue that you know may be causing someone harm? Something to think about as you go into this week. And sometimes standing up for truth and justice is difficult and it can be hard but I believe it is the right thing for us to do myself and everyone in our community and together through truth and justice we can create a better place for us for our families and for our community something to think about have a great week everyone take care of yourself and remember to take care of others